Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Sans Pants Radio, lying for fun. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some topics just need discussing. Today we're looking at Does Continuity Matter? So, does continuity matter? I, in film, specifically. Oh, in film, I... Oh. I, um, from, in, in a film, yes. From film to film, I would argue not so much. Okay, because the reason, like, the reason this kind of came to me or like has been irking me lately, it all it started with Terminator Genesis. Mm. Well, it didn't start so much. The seeds were sown a long time ago with <laughs> X Men First Class. <laughs> Fair which enough. I still can't, fuck just fuck. I'll, I'll talk about that franchise, but but like, okay, when Terminator Genesis came yeah. out, the first thing that I was like, okay, so. They made such a big deal about ignoring three and four. Mm. Except in doing so, they kind of ignored two as well by having Judgment Day still happen in 1997 yeah. in the original timeline. So it's like, so you're ignoring the best film in the series as well. Yeah. And basically, the only film you're taking into account is the first one. And then Genesis bombed, which was ironic because they made such a big deal about this is the true spiritual sequel. We're getting back to the roots of what made Terminator good. And it was more hated than either of the two fairly Jim previous. Like, Jim Cameron came yeah, Jim out and supported Cameron, like, it. And supported it. Like, that's when I took interest. I was like, oh, really? Like, okay, I'll check it out. The ne- yeah. Mm. I like, thought he supported it for like nefarious reasons because he's like, if you fuck up, I just get it back. So he was like, nah, you guys are doing good. Go, everyone go see it. He gets it back anyway, possible, though, doesn't yeah. he? Uh, doesn't he get it back in 2019? I so think they're just trying to pump out as I think it's kind of like, or is it almost like the Fantastic Four, right? It's like, you get it back. Only if we don't if do it's dormant X. for yeah. a while. Okay. Yeah, I'm not or sure. Right, so, like that's a tricky. That. But like, yeah, I mean, it was funny how like how spectacularly that film backfired because everything about it was we're getting back to this, we're getting back mm-hmm. to this, we're gonna like make a true sequel to the first two. And then, I mean, well, first warning sign: you hired Alan Taylor to direct it. That's not a man with vision. Sorry, Thor: The Dark World. Come on. I was like, but who was he? Yeah, Alan Taylor, Game of Thrones director previously. I mean, that's, but... well, yeah, it's a TV director. So, exactly. Yeah. Big warning sign. Isn't the issue with TV directors? And like, look, TV is great. It's new cinema. But isn't the reason why TV directors, TV directors, is because they can work within a network? That's exactly. Yeah, and it. And that's why I admire them. They're hired gun. They do what they're told, and like they do do good like, style. Look, I'm not going to be like oh, TV directors are shit, but like they do do amazing stuff. But shit, yeah. a but lot of their stuff is within restrictions of, of yeah. a network of what yeah. they want, which isn't why Marvel are trying to get a lot of like particular TV directors. Well, they directors started out well. with directors kind of like, you know, visionaries and, and your Joe Johnsons and everyone, like people, not necessarily visionaries, but people with a clear <sighs> individual style that would work with a different mm. film. And I suppose they're still, 
glimmers of that, like with, you know, hiring James Gunn and everything. But like, yeah, generally, I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of those TV directors like being snapped up to direct these big films and it, it makes for bland mm. cinema. Some of them, like the Russo brothers with, uh, with Captain America um, did a really good job. But anyway, no, we're talking about continuity. Yes. So the reason, like with Terminator Genesis, when it bombed, I mean, well, it didn't bomb, it did pretty well at the box office. But when it bombed critically and it became clear that they weren't going to do another sequel, mm. I kind of look at it and I'm thinking, okay, so basically, unless something incredibly surprising happens at the time of recording, there's been no announcement of our direct sequel to that film, even though it so clearly set one up. So basically what that implies is because the Terminator franchise is a big popular franchise, sooner or later it's going to be rebooted again. So to me it's like, okay, future generations, you look at the Terminator films and it's like, okay, so there's the Terminator 3 and 4 timeline, then you've got the Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles timeline, yeah, then yeah. you can have the Genesis timeline, then whatever <laughs> inevitable reboots coming later timeline as mm. well. I mean, Genesis... The amount of effort it went to to spite Terminator 3 and 4, which is literally the only reason it did it, because it would have been so easy to be like, Judgment Day happened in 2003, mm. like was established in the previous films. And this is continuing from the end of Salvation. It could be 10 years after Salvation. Um, that's because in Salvation, John Connor was still just starting out as a resistance yeah. leader. Now it's John Connor like in full <clears throat> swing as a resistance leader. There's no need to reference the events. They could have just happened. You just... There was no, it's not like anything in Salvation had to be referenced in it. All they had to do was say Judgment Day still happens in 2003, and then they could have done the exact same plot. And even though it was like new cast, new everything, whatever, all the previous films did that anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, it still would have been part of the same overall continuity. And it would have been so easy. And in that case, say what you will about 3, 4, and now 5, hey, three it's good. still one big series that if you are so inclined, you are following one continuous story from Terminator 1 onwards. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I'm, I'm looking at this from like a, from the perspective of potential future viewers watching this franchise and being like, well, to me, it sends a very clear message. If you are rebooting continuities left, right, and center, it says, why care about what's going on in this film or why get invested yeah. in what's being established or set up in this film if you're just going to reboot it in a few years' time anyway? Which, you know, Spider-Man, they're doing that. Like, X-Men, they just seem to ignore parts of the franchise <laughs> they don't care about. So why invest in any of what's happening unless it makes a lot of money and is reasonably popular, mm. in which case it will be taken into account? Well, this is, like, from... Because, again, my, my perspective has always been from a comic book reader. And I, as, as such, I'm a lot more forgiving when it comes to continuity. Because as a comic book fan, your franchise is going to be rebooted every now and again. And there's a lot of backstory and, like, there's a lot of soft reboots here and there. So, to me, I'm a little bit more forgiving if the continuity doesn't really matter as much. That said, the reason why I get a lot of uh, frustrated with Marvel, every sort of, you know, I get back, like, like, I always let I'm reading for, say, six months the books, and I'm like, no, I'm done with it, and then I get broke back in, is partly because nothing changes. Everything will sort of always happen, and yeah, there's always going to be some history, and like, yeah, you know, Scott Summers was married to Jean Grey, and then she died, and then he ended up going with Emma Frost, but then like, you know, she got, they got possessed by the Phoenix, and they broke up, but then he became a vision, and like a leader of fucking the Rebels, or whatever the fuck happened to Scott Summers, and so there's all this sort of, that, that does play with it, but there'll always be this sort of reboot, and a lot of the things that I get very frustrated with Marvel, in particular, reading a comic book, is that they will end up just soft rebooting or ignoring a lot of, say, a history or continuity and that kind of stuff. And that gets very annoying. So something like Invincible, which is Robert Kirkman, who's the guy who did The Walking Dead, 
I cannot recommend this comic book series enough. Like, it is a fucking amazing. It is a single story. It is a single person's vision. And it's sort of stuff that comes up in, like, issue five is still there in issue 125. It's incredible. So, and that's why I really love that particular story because look it's it is what it is it's one person's vision and no one else has that same reason why i loved ultimate spider-man it was brian michael bendis and mark bagley together and they just did like a hundred and something odd issues so rare in comics that actually it is and it was like that's an amazing storyline because everything flows through with it and it's beautiful but the problem with sort of big franchises like marvel is you have so many writers it's such a big institution that you can't have this thing going through it and then recently like i was reading like the the secret wars thing where they kind of did a bit of a reboot but kind of not and they made things a bit all new but all different kind of things and it is a little bit too much because like man i just spent so many years learning about this thing here and now i got to deal with this thing over here it's easier to get away with a soft reboot in mm. a comic than it is with a a film mm. though but yes. the, the other thing is that the big <coughs> difference though between comics and films is that mm. in the case of Marvel comics you've got 60 years worth of history mm. you've got so much going on yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to there's literally just too much content every now and then mm. you're going to have to soft reboot because you also need to provide jumping on points for new viewers that's true or new readers uh, the and problem though is even though not even a soft reboot the problem is pe- characters get popular I mean yeah they killed off Wolverine in the comics um, but then they brought back Old Man Logan and his clone X-23 is now bumbling around as, as Wolverine. Um, like Batman, you're never going to get... You're going to get stories of an older Batman. You're going to get that kind of stuff or the death of Batman or whatever happened to Cape Crusader, but you're never going to get him them getting older. You're never going to the get them changing though, because lot. comics have been around for so yeah. long and we've seen so much with these stories <laughs> mm. that like, so I mean like honestly, okay, maybe the first example of this we're seeing in cinema was Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Mm. But we're getting to the point where the character is so established and so iconic that we know everything we need to know about them. Mm. So we're at a point now where, for example, like in comics, like with Old Man Logan or like with stuff like that, you can like, you know, try out different interpretations here and there. And like, that's why the Dark Knight trilogy was so, I think, effective because it was just like one left of center vision of Batman Mm. that was complete, told over three films. And now we've kind of gone back to another one. So like, look, that's one thing because that's a complete, Series. The reason I bring up stuff like Terminator because that's an and, and X Men because it's ostensibly kind of an ongoing franchise. Yeah. The thing about it is like okay, with Terminator compared to comics, it's like okay, comics here yeah, six years of history, thousands of potential comics. Mm-hmm. You need to reboot here and there and soft reboot because you need to provide jumping on points. You might have yes. somebody who's watched the X Men films and says, oh, "I want to get into oh, the, the comics." Cartoon you get series into? is what I jumped yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. In the 90s. You're not going to go back years and years and years. Yeah. Terminator. There's five films. Yeah. <laughs> you do not, it's not difficult. A, if you want to get into the franchise, it's not difficult to do your homework. You can do it in a night if you want to. Secondly, nobody's going to go and see a new Terminator film if they haven't seen the old ones. The reason that you're making a Terminator sequel yeah. is because people have seen the previous films. I uh, know you'll still get viewers who haven't seen it, man. Yeah, but of course you will, but you will with anything. But that's up to, like, again, that doesn't change the fact that, like, there's no reason to... They can be lazy about it. There's no reason to... You actually have to go to more effort to fuck off the previous continuity than anything else. And, like, with the X-Men film franchise, it shits me that it's like, okay, so... So at this point, are mm. we just meant to completely ignore X-Men so the, the X-Men, Wolverine? Are we meant to ignore, like... I don't even know where they're up to with their continuity, And, and to like, honest. The Last Stand, yes, where it's like... <laughs> you know, you have, like, The Last Stand. It's like, okay, in the 80s, we're looking at... Um, we're looking at uh, 
fucking Magneto and Professor X like going and visiting young Jean Grey and their friends and he's walking and everything. Mm. And then, but by the end of first class, he's crippled in a wheelchair and they're enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's all like, how do you make this? Like, it doesn't... Like, with, with the X-Men thing, I can sort of headcanon to be like, oh, whatever. I'm so used to comic books having different timelines that, of course, there's going to be different timelines. They all look the same with the same people, but maybe certain things happen. Like, I'm all, we're all familiar with, like, the what if or in, in terms of DC, the Elseworld stuff. But in terms of X-Men, and this comes the problem, like, I mentioned this in, I think, the Star Wars The Force Awakens episode, where it was like, say what you will about Star Wars and George Lucas, it was a singular vision. He, like, sure, uh, episodes four and five, he didn't direct it, but it was his vision, his idea, his, uh, what he wanted to, and he, that was his sort of goal. When it comes to sort of X-Men, uh, particularly the X-Men um, films, it was Brian... Singer. Singer, yeah. I was going to say, Brian Vaughn. Like, nope. Brian Singer. And he was like, here's my, here's, here's my first one, here's my second one. And then he fucked off to do Superman Returns. And there was no longer a clear creative and vision. And there was no longer a clear creative vision. We got uh, fucking Brett Ratner just fucking up the Dark Phoenix saga, which is impressive because it's such so rich of yeah. content. And it's such an iconic storyline. I don't know how they managed to fuck that up, but they did. And then you so you have things like you know Beast being in his human form on a TV. You have uh, Trask being like I think a, 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 an African American in one of the I think maybe, maybe next two. And so you have little bits and pieces over here which don't quite match up with the continuity in First Class. See, to me it's not and that to difficult me, to but to me it's kind of like do that. So what? It, because it says, at that a, point it wasn't. You to, it's actually kind of a fuck you to the people who. Because I'm someone who pays attention to those kind of details. Oh, so do I. I'm I mean, someone who's going to be irked by Easter eggs. a character being one thing in one film and somebody else in another <laughs> film, or like somebody like or like different ages or jumping around like that. So to me, it's like it actually shows like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Say what you will about it, but at least it pays like decent amount mm. of attention to its continuity and it rewards yeah. close attention. Yeah. And like to me, they're I mean, very planned out though. Fox, yeah. they are. But With I mean, the X-Men, maybe that's what uh, they're not planned at television all. Television like, shows, that's the problem. particularly now, like heavily serialized television shows have kind of revolutionized that. I mean, even like dumb entertainment shows like Banshee can kind mm. of like have amazing sort of continuity where things yeah. get set up in one season and get paid off two seasons down the line. And Game of Thrones kind of does that to an amazing degree. And mm. Marvel, I guess, is kind of almost more aping what television's doing than what previous film franchises have done. But to me, I just, I don't get why you just wouldn't pay attention to that to begin with. Well, and it's less about it, not paying attention. It's about what, what serves the story more. And for me... For doing something like First Class, what serves the story more? Is it kind of like, hey, there you have, you've got Beast being this big blue furry character, or do we have, and, and dealing with being um, a mutant, or do we have to pay homage to the fact that he's sort of a, a mutant activist, you know, 30 years down the track or whatever? And it's kind of like, uh, uh, then again, in First Class, I think Beast is probably the weaker character in that one yeah and, and even something like again like the character of banshee in in, in first class he's just sort of killed off uh when we get around to days of future past and so there's sort of continuing matters to an extent but if if something serves the story better i, I would kind of like well let's just fuck off continue for a bit it's and like, bend why it. get invested it just it because there's a difference between certain continuities and sort of with the X-Men stuff, which is like, hey, man, here's something over here which is a little bit Easter eggy for the fans. And it's not really a huge problem. But yeah, then... And, then. And, and, and say what you will about X-Men, like X3, and then the, the reboot of uh, In Days of Future Past, where it's like, hey, we're changing things. X3, you don't understand because you're not a Marvel fan or you're not an X-Men fan, but that is a, 
that like that film was such a kick in the fucking teeth <laughs> to a lot of X-Men fans. Partly because they really fucked that storyline. But see, so bad. Okay, if I'm being like, and I remember I spoke about this like way back <laughs> when when we did the uh, Last Stand episode, but like to me, as a kid whose mm. understanding of X Men came from the movies, mm. I was like, man, it's fine. Mm. I don't care. And like, and thing, now it's like, like, oh, there's that film that I saw. That- you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, that's a, and that's sort of difference between like, who are these movies for? Are they fans of the comics? Are they trying to get new fans in? Are they trying to get kids? It's so hard blood? to do both. Well, well, they're trying to juggle everything. Yeah, they're they trying just, to juggle everything and they fuck up. And if they had done a better. More, maybe not like as close, but a better interpretation of the Dark Phoenix saga. It's probably the, the Phoenix most saga. important X Men story, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, and you have these like Fox executives. No, we've got to get a new X Men sequel out, and they kind of pushed it through. And then Singer's like, well, I, I want to do Superman, so sorry. I kind of wish that the Fox studio kind of went, cool, do that. We'll wait. Because I think that would have been better, but they were like, yeah. no, we have to get it out, we've got to get it out, yeah, we've got to get it out. they do that for Godzilla, which they have done, because they've been like, oh yeah, Gareth Edwards wants to go and make Star Wars? Sweet, we'll wait for him. They're like, yeah, we're making another Godzilla, we're waiting for him to get back to mm. do it. Do they need For him? Godzilla. <laughs> do they fucking need Nobody him? Nobody wants a Godzilla sequel. Nobody <laughs> needs Gareth Edwards. Are they actually they're making a Godzilla sequel? <laughs> yes, and they're waiting for Is Gareth Is Aaron Taylor-Johnson in it again? Oh, I hope not. Jeez, As man. long as Elizabeth Olsen's in it again, I'm <laughs> fairly happy, but you know. But yeah, but, I think to me the biggest, like, because with continuity, the biggest thing that comes to mind for me is the X-Men franchise. And I am happy to forgive a lot of the stuff if we get another Days of Future Past because, my fucking God, that that was like a movie designed for, like, me and people of my ilk and people of my sort of fan because it was like, this is the fucking... For the greatest. record, like, let me just stress in case, like, this... In case I miss this, like, rebooting doesn't bother me mm. because without... I mean, yeah, reboots gets us, like, you know, the... 18 different iterations of Spider-Man we've seen the last two years or whatever the fuck we're up to now. But Mm. rebooting also gave us Hannibal. And it gives us so many different great, you know, I mean, this year alone, it's like, yes, sweet, I'm getting like a an Omen TV series mm. and like his Dark Materials TV series and Tomorrow When the War Began and Lemony Snicket, all things yeah. that have already been done as movies or TV shows and now coming back with different interpretations. Yeah. Like, you know, your Hannibals, your Bates Motels, mm. your stuff like that. I mean, yeah, rebooting gave us the Dark Knight trilogy, which is still, I mean, well, one of three is still the crowning achievement in superhero 1.5. cinema. But like it, you know, the fact is, I mean, yeah, rebooting to me is not an issue mm. because it's like we're making a clean break. To me, the X-Men franchise seems to want to have its cake and eat it too where it's like oh we're sort of rebooting but yeah. we're still part of the same continuity but but not really but and it just makes for this big mess of a and franchise that's the thing. to me people when days of your past came out and there was like so many infographs and websites and people on youtube being like this is how you understand the continuity of uh, the x-men franchise it's like Guys, it's not that hard like it really wasn't like, and then that professor hard x is just alive and, again yeah any any reason for it? And, and, and because <laughs> no. you know, okay can i just say like half the reason that annoyed me is because the whole cliffhanger ending or the tag for the wolverine was Professor X is still alive. Mm. And the Wolverine, by the way, made the. You say there's no plan behind it. The Wolverine was a direct sequel to The Last Stand. So within the overall continuity, The Last Stand did happen. It's not like they're just fucking it off. And I don't know why. And then Professor X, Mm. they're like, oh. Yeah, Professor X is still alive. That's a big deal because half the film was like Wolverine being haunted by the deaths of all these people, especially Jean Grey. And then, oh no, Professor X is alive. Big deal. The kind of tag, the cliffhanger was, how is he still alive? Let's find out in the next film coming out see, next year. You never find out. out? Never no, find you out. never find Good. out. From memory, Wolverine's <laughs> not even like surprised to see him. Is he? Yeah, Wolverine's like, hey, 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 Chuck, what's going on? No, he was. He, was, like, yeah. he looked was at him. He? he was like, he was, he was taken aback. Mm. Okay. And then he saw Magneto. And it's like, okay, last time I saw you, you were dead. Last time yeah. I saw you, you didn't have powers and were somewhere else, and you were still mm. enemies. Now you've teamed up. Yeah. 
what's going Can't on. Can't wait to find out. Can't this wait to find out what's going yeah. on there. And then even that wasn't really addressed yeah. in, in Days of Future Past. No, not at all. Um, Look, and Days of Future yeah. Past was a great film, don't get me wrong. And this is as someone who like doesn't give a shit about superhero films and doesn't really give a shit about the X-Men franchise, Days of Future Past was a really good movie. See, to me, in like headcanon for that, it was always being like Xavier, sure, he was still the um, uh, in in the in the body of that guy he possessed that in, in Muir Island that yeah. Moira was looking after, yeah. and he was just like projecting his old image to everyone to be like, I missed my old face. This is what I look like. Patrick Stewart, he was a handsome fellow. Everybody look about, at me. There's something about he had a twin brother or something, and that's yeah, he that was stole his body. Or? No, like because I, I, I remember. Yeah. Twin brother was a vegetable, uh, and he stole his what, body. Was it his twin brother? And rolled in the into end a of... wheelchair, and then just carried on with. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to use my legs. Using <laughs> legs for losers. But the thing I don't like about <laughs> is that Days of Future Past, where we get this whole thing where he can walk if he chooses to, just doesn't have powers. I don't like that. I like that, that he didn't bad. have the choice. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, well, but in the end of X uh, X three, the last mm. end. Because there is that sort of flash, this like this guy in in a hospital, in, in bed a hospital, or whatever, yep. in, in look, being looked after by Moira. Yeah, who by the way Different was like twenty five in no, it's Moira, Moira McTaggart. Yeah. It's the same no, character. No, it's Moira McTaggart but Jr. She's like yeah. twenty five and sixty two, <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. mid forties in two thousand six. Yeah. Ah, she ages gracefully. Okay, yeah. good. Just go with it, mate. Fair go enough. It, mate. It's a common name. It's a common name. Different yeah. person. Uh, but what that wasn't Charles's brother that. Some people no, like, saying I don't it think was. It, I think it's supposed... Like, I don't like, know, it, was it? Are you sure? The idea behind it is it's supposed to be, but in the footage, no. no. So it, well, it wasn't Different another dude. Patrick. Like, it, no, it I don't was just, think so. All right, cool. So <laughs> like, I, in, my, in my head, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't Patrick Stewart because I'm pretty sure the guy who opened his eyes had hair. Yeah. Did they put a wig on him? Because this is the thing. Like, Different I, guy, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Patrick Stewart with a wig. Yeah. But then it's if it's not his twin, it makes no fucking no, sense. He's got real good mind power. He's just projecting... <laughs> it's just a projection. Patrick Stewart's face <laughs> on this guy. Oh, it's but, so fucking dumb. It comics is, are dumb. Comics hey, are the best. are dumb. Hey. Are the best. Uh, but, Fantastic but, Four, man. Oh, what a time. Oh. The pinnacle, anyway. Isn't um, it just? <laughs> so when it comes to something like X-Men, I'll keep harping on X-Men, but, but when it comes to X-Men, the problem there is that it's not someone's singular vision. And now we're getting, well, we are, we're getting that guy back. And, and we're getting his actual singular vision. So how but, do you count for all the films that aren't? I including know, and, First yeah, Class. And, and that's the thing, it's sort of, and I, I would honestly, I would rather be like, fuck it, who cares? I just want to see Magneto be a horseman of Apocalypse because to my knowledge, that hasn't ever happened. And I'm like, why not hasn't that ever happened? That's great. Fuck it. Good. Let's just do that. Who else is the apocalypse? We've got Storm. Yeah. Um, Should have got Wolverine, man. Well, he's been in the fucking Is he world. in X-Men Apocalypse? I don't, don't know. think so. Maybe okay. not. All right. Because in the, in the comics, Wolverine does become a horseman of Apocalypse. Oh, does he? At oh, one cool. point. Back when... Some comic book dumb shit for you. Back when Wolverine, the person who was in the X-Men, was actually a Skrull. <laughs> <laughs> um, who gets killed? It's a dumb time. Just avoid that section of comics. Comics, good. Don't you um, take that tone, Gabe? <laughs> nah, it's continuity. It's, you love it's my bread and butter. So I don't know. I, I, and it'd be kind of cool if what m- the Marvel Cinematic Universe does, which is something that comic books don't tend to do, which is to age characters. And if, if the Marvel Cinematic Universe is doing so simply because they have to, they have no choice, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is getting older, Chris Evans is getting older. So if they don't reboot the Marvel Cinematic Universe and have to continue on with different actors and kind of keep that into canon, I would fucking love that. 
I can't wait to be. I think you know, that's their plan. Right? Fifty years old, seeing um, like Kid Iron Man, and it's a new self-contained story where events of Iron Man one and two happened. I would love that. I, I'm pretty sure the plan with the Avengers moving forward is they're going to phase out certain characters and so bring gonna in the new ones. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. We're going to get Scarlet Witch. I mean, no, Elizabeth Olsen. Like, I'm fine with that. But like, <laughs> when you look at the roster of characters, you're kind of going from your <laughs> Captain America, your Iron Man, your Thor, <laughs> to that to, chick who has what are her powers? To uh, Scarlet Witch and. Doctor and, um, Strange Doctor and Strange. Strange. Doctor, sign me up Ms. for Doctor Marvel Strange. And, I'm already behind that. Miss Marvel's a great character. I don't know who Miss Marvel is, but it's it's she's yeah, not a top tier. Are they doing a Miss Marvel she? film? Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, uh, much better as a TV show. Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't read comics. Yeah. Um, apart from The Walking Dead, because I fucking love The Walking yeah, Dead. Robert Kirkman can tell a fucking good story. Get her Invincible. Dialogue, mm, not so dialogue much. Dialogue is rubbish. Nah, Invincible. But, yeah, I've told nah. you this before. Nah, I reckon his dialogue's rubbish in The Walking Dead, and yet. In the space of like two weeks, I read ninety issues of the damn thing. So, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, I'm still. Yeah. Re- I think there's a new one out. Actually, sick. Oh, one fifty. I think they're up to. Right? Oh man, it's so good. Fucking yeah. pumped. Um, but yeah, get an invincible. There's like 125 yeah, okay. plus issues, and it's just so. Beautiful. I picked up volume one last week. I haven't mm. started it yet, but it's, I've heard nothing but good. I things. could not put that down. Yeah. like that. I read. That's like, everyone who's told me about it has said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess and like, it's you, still you going the, strong. At it's like still issue going strong. Twenty something. Yeah, I think it recently had its one twenty fifth issue. Yeah, but it's kind of one where you buy the one tray and like, this is amazing. You so put has Kirkman just been doing those one. two series for the last ten years or something? I think he does like every comic. Like if you can think of a comic book, he's probably written it because <laughs> the guy is, is very um, prolific. Yeah, uh, I know he did like some of the Marvel zombie stuff as well. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, he's 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 like he's an amazing comic book writer. Yeah, and, and I, he's I, an amazing I, storyteller. Yeah, like the the twists he comes up with and the way like, and I still can't. I can't I, oh, the shit he's done in Invincible. I just want to talk about it, but no right, one I else. To, is I here, need so to read it. Right, read I, it, I, and then I do we can just read it because talk all about yeah, it. I just remember Walking so Dead like because it was so much of it. I remember getting into it and like on the way to a party. This is like two three years ago when I still worked at Dracula's. And I was like on the way to a party. I was sitting in the back of like a couple of friends' car, like <laughs> the car of friends who were a couple. Yeah couple of friends whatever anyway sitting in the back of their car and they were like in the middle of like this big argument that they were like trying to involve me in <laughs> and I'm sitting there like on my phone being like yep yep sure thing sure thing like flicking along with my finger like reading through The Walking Dead it was in the middle of like the prison arc and I think it was when like because Herschel who has different kids in yeah. the book like he's, he has these two twin daughters and they find them beheaded and I like turned to that page and I was like I was actually like fuck and they turned around and they're like yeah Gabe what what like is, that's like an apt reaction to that thing we just said. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And I sure actually said, sorry, guys, I actually haven't been listening. I'm reading this really good comic on my phone. Yeah, yeah. and, and so just oh man, you tell him you need to read it. It'll save your relationship. It didn't. It didn't. I told them to read it, and they broke up like a month later. So you know, bloody Kirkman. I know. Right? Um, so I, I guess in situations where it is like you know the, the Walking Dead, where it is like say Invincible, where it is Ultimate Spider-Man, where it is even talking about X-Men again because fuck I love X-Men Chris Claremont's run on X-Men which is you know uh, back in like the early days where he really came on um, after because I think when Chris Claremont came on they were going through reprints of the old series Um, and so he really gave it a lot of the mythos reading recent Chris Claremont stuff it's not great um, but his older stuff, which is the Dark Phoenix saga, which is all this amazing stuff, which is, 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 it's so good. And it is because it is solitary vision. Like even shit that hasn't panned out, which is so unfortunate, like Mr. Sinister. 
who is like one of like my favorite villains. The reason why he's called Mr. Sinister and looks the way he does, like he's this white pasty motherfucker with a diamond, like a red diamond on his forehead with high boots, a giant popped collar with this fucking, this giant cape, which is like all these like just like little, like, uh, almost like leather straps. And he calls himself Mr. Sinister. And the reason why is because Chris Clement was setting it up to be the projection of like a nine-year-old telepath who had right. created this character and he'd set all these things up uh, and even shit where he was like, when I went and did the whole, my ideal X-Men three, which I was trying to borrow a lot of, which was you this idea. You had villain, didn't you? Yeah. From, He's yeah, a great villain. Right. And yeah, right. the whole thing about Madeline Pryor and Scott Summers, the reason, like the reason Claremont put her into it, it would, even though she ended up being a clone of Jean Grey, his original idea wasn't that. His original idea was no. This was just someone who looked like Mister, like looked like the Jean Grey that was going to fuck with um, Scott's mind, but comes to terms with it. This is her own. You know, this is someone else, and this is someone I'm finding happiness with and having a kid with, and I'm going to go with her and raise this kid and not be an X Man. And Cyclops would never be seen again in the stories of X Men. He might have been a side character. He might have come back for a big event, maybe. But for Chris Claremont's vision, his arc is done. He was a teenage superhero. He fell in love with Jean Grey. Jean Grey died in a very traumatic event. And he was done with that. And so he found Madeline Pryor, had a kid with her, who would grow up to be fucking Cable, had a kid with her, and he was just going to live a quiet life in Alaska. But then other other people got involved, like big heads were like, no, we're going to bring Jean Grey back and have Apocalypse fuck, uh, fuck up with um, his kid. So he had the techno-organic virus and chuffed him off into the future. And then he comes back as like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> and it's just... That's when continuity to me gets frustrating because there is so much of it and you sort of fuck with what was originally really beautiful. Well, when there's so much... I mean, it's like Doctor <clears throat> Who as well. It's oh, just yeah. there's so... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So much history. Like, when it gets to that point, like, look, okay, there is an excuse for, like, fucking around with continuity to me, and that's when you have 40-plus years yeah, of yeah, content. Yeah. And as we started off, so like, in film, I'm like, nah, comics. comics. No, but I mean, it's, yeah, but it's still, like, it's... it's cause, like, I, like, my initial argument, but you're right, like, my initial argument going into this would have very mm. simply been... No, because they're two different mediums. And, mm. you know, when you're looking at, in the case of Terminator franchise, five films mm. as opposed to 50-plus years worth of comics, mm. that's true to a point. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, then you look at, like, Doctor Who, which has 50-plus mm. years of television. James Bond, which doesn't yeah. really have a continuity, but, like, has, has you know... Has yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. But, like, that, but that, again, that's, that's different because that established from the start that mm. it doesn't really... That every film's a standalone adventure. You can kind of do it. Mm. When you kind of get to that point, I mean... 
the the other kind of thing that I want to sort of like, I guess there's a different angle taken it is like, and it relates to Star Wars. Mm. And to me, like I look at the Star Wars expanded universe, and the reason this kind of struck me was because I um. Due to my need to understand what the fuck the context of The Force Awakens was, I bought and have almost finished reading the novelization. It's taking you a long time. It's taking me a really long time because it's really bad. Mm. Like, it's really, really awful. Mm. It's difficult to read. Um, There's actually took a screenshot. I'll find it on my phone. Because this this to me sums up one of the major problems with it. Because, you know, like, one of the best things about The Force Awakens was, like, just how good... I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a quick tangent about the Force Awakens novelization and get back to what I'm talking about, which is continuity. Mm-hmm. But um, it takes, you know, like how there were those great like little moments of dialogue, like, you know, when, when the bit with the Rathtars, which wasn't great, but then there's that great bit where like they're going there and um, and Finn's like, how did you get so many Rathtars on, yeah. on this ship at once? And Han's like, let's just say I used to have a bigger crew. Tells you everything you need to know right there. So yeah. in the book, it's something like Han goes, oh, well, I wish I could tell you that like Chewie and I had like lured them on and done all these clever techniques and everything. But I guess the only way I can really describe it is to say I used to have a bigger, a bigger crew. Totally dilutes the punchiness of that moment. Or the other great one, which mm. is when Finn says, like when Finn says to Ray, did you ever hear about this massacre? And Ray's like, no, and Finn goes, good. And that's yeah. awesome. That tells you, again, tells you everything you need to know. And again, even, I don't remember exactly what it was, but even that part's like crazily overstated and overemphasized. Mm. And I took a photo of this one moment I was reading today because I finally got to the part where they arrive at Starkiller Base. And you know there's that great bit in the film where they get there and Han realises that Finn doesn't have any mm. idea what he's doing. And Finn's like, but, but we'll use the Force. Yeah. And Han has that moment where he just kind of looks at him with that classic Harrison Ford withering look. And he's like, that's not how the Force works. Yeah, yeah, and then you have yeah. Chewie being like, oh, he's like, oh, so you're cold. <laughs> and it's a really good little moment. Yeah. And so in the book... It's this. I've got. I took a photo because it was so fucking annoying. <laughs> Some uh, blah blah blah. Solo. Finn shot back. We'll figure it out. We got out here. We got here, didn't we? Yeah. How? Finn smiled encouragingly. We'll use the force. Han rolled his eyes. Again, the force. Always the force. His gaze turned to the hopeful Finn. I haven't got time to explain it to you, kid. But that's not how the force works. Oh, Again, yeah, that's like bad. Everything yeah. overemphasized. Like the writer mm. was like, I have to add my own stamps. Mm. So I'm going to take these great little moments of dialogue and just add shit that doesn't need to be there. Also, mm. every time a character's face is described, the writer uses the word countenance. It's mm. his countenance was haunted. His countenance was grizzled. Honestly, oh, wow. read that book and take a shot every time the word countenance is used. You won't get drunk because it will take you more than a week to get through the first two <laughs> chapters, as it took me. Wow. But honestly, if you like read it really quickly, it's insane. Like, huh. holy fuck, just say face. Just say face. It's... Well, but anyway, the reason I bring it up is sorry. Um, sorry, that book's kind of irked me a bit. Oh, fair just, just a bit. But um, anyway, there's um, in the front of the book, it's got like a timeline of mm. the Star Wars timeline. Yep. Okay. And so it lists like, um, so it's like Star Wars Episode 1, Star Wars Episode 2, uh, The Clone Wars TV show, Episode 3, Rebels TV show, and then the original trilogy, then Force Awakens. But in between a couple of them, it lists other books, like that Star Wars Aftermath book mm-hmm. that... I think you spoke about with Steel and the yeah, podcast yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And um, then a couple of other ones, like kind of earlier prequel times. And these are obviously the books that are, in inverted commas, canon in the new Disney canon. Because obviously they fucked off the expanded universe. They sure did. What annoys me about this is not so much they fucked off the expanded universe. I get that. It's that the implication in this timeline is trying to tell us these books are rock solid canon. So what happens in 20 years time when somebody else picks up Star yeah. Wars and it's like, oh, I want to tell a story about this time here, here, and here, and this like fucking shit tie-in book from 2016 like contradicts it, I'm going to fuck that off. So to me, it's like, why read any of those books looking for like answers or more information mm. 
if at some point in the canon, they're probably just going to get fucked off too. I will guarantee you, I reckon in the next 10 years, there will be a Rebel slash Clone Wars style animated show about the between of Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And I bet that's going to contradict a ton of the books that are going to come out in the next few years probably. trying to cover that period. But then it's, it's just like, why me, get invested? Like, it just, it annoys me. Because it's the journey, not the destination. And it, it, Fuck it, the journey. Just don't <laughs> read them, mate. kind of stuff. Of, you know what you're in for. Just yeah, okay, it. But no, is I mean, kind of stuff just read some comics it, instead, all right? Yeah, I got some real, some real good Star Wars ones. comics from Marvel. Ooh. But like, it comes to the kind of thing as like, why would you read these? Enjoyment. And that's the thing. It's like that different level of enjoyment. Like I used to be a huge fan of like World of Warcraft and Warcraft and Warcraft lore. Like the reason I played so many fucking years of the online Morpog is because I love the lore of Warcraft. And I was buying all the books and I was reading the comics and the comics were trashed, but some of the books were good. Like uh, Christy Goldie, I think his name is Goldie. Her, like, her books were really fucking good. And then there was this one guy who's like a Richard A. Knack, I think his fucking name is. And like your fucking face problem, every person he would describe, he would describe their eyes. He never used eyes. He said glowing orbs. Oh, glowing fuck fucking off. orbs. Oh, my God. Every fucking time. Oh, and I couldn't, couldn't fucking read it. I just like, I can't. But okay, I can't. And so it came to be of like, this stuff happened, and there's lore there, there's interesting stuff there, there's, there's stuff that does pay, pay off in the game, and the stuff that does pay off, pays off in later books. But I don't have to read it. I'm going to read the stuff that I enjoy and the stuff that's really nice. Okay, let me throw something back at mm. you then. You say enjoyment. <clears throat> Enjoyment's one level. Investment is another level. There you mm. go. And yeah. to me, it's like, okay, so this is why I feel so sorry for people who got into the Expanded Universe because I know there's so much content and there are people who are really, really passionate about the Expanded mm. Universe. And it's like, so you followed the story of like, you know, Jack and Jaina Solo or Jack, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but whatever. All these characters who like, you know, the offspring of Luke and Leia and Mara <coughs> mm-hmm. Jade and all of that. And you followed these guys for years and they get fucked off for a new film, mm. which I'm sure there were some people who were like, oh man, the Expanded Universe was better than The Force Awakens. Probably, like yeah. before Force Awakens came out, when I knew the Expanded Universe had been fucked off, I went out and I bought, you know, the Timothy Zahn book, The Heir to the Empire, which was mm. like the kickstart of the whole expanded universe. Mm-hmm. And I started reading it, and apparently it's really good. I didn't think it was when I started, when I was reading it because I didn't finish it. But at the same time, I found it really, really hard to get into it because it's like, what's the point of getting into, into this and invested in this story and these characters mm. because it if still it's not going to have any bearing? It still sort of it does. Because to me, it's kind of like, just because... It's not like the whole series has been yeah. rebooted. It's just like a whole big chunk has been... This is like selective sequels again. It's like a Terminator yeah. film that's like, we're, we're going to take into account these films, but not these films. It's like Jurassic World being like, we're yeah. going to... I mean, Jurassic World didn't directly contradict the previous two films, but, but you would have thought somebody off. would have mentioned the Jeez. T-Rex storming through San Diego, maybe. But. but for me, it's kind of it does come down to enjoyment because there are there were again using World of Warcraft as an, an example. There was stuff there that I immensely enjoyed, and I immensely enjoyed the time that I spent reading these things. And just because again, I don't play the games anymore, but if they had like retconned them or gone back, because time travel does happen in this fucking beautiful fantasy world. Some of those things can be retconned and can be fucked off, but it didn't take that enjoyment that I had or that revelation of something that happened in there away. And just like with the extended universe in Star Wars, you know, you can still tell neat, interesting stories that just because they're not connected to the continuum anymore, it doesn't really matter. Like, I would love for there to be like, look, continuity doesn't matter, so let's have many fucking Star Wars films that aren't quite Star Wars films, as in Star Wars films that are set in the Star Wars universe that doesn't necessarily have to pay attention to Star Wars. Okay, you know what? Actually, fair enough. Um, because I think when, when you get to that point where Star Wars is getting to that point where mm. it's been going for so long and it's got so much content, when you start getting that point where it's like, I mean, you can start doing your old man Logans and your, mm. your what if this and your what yep. if this set in Star Wars universe, yeah. the only 
thing is that Star Wars is a saga. It's yeah. always been one big ongoing story from the start. So to me, the moment you do start veering to that territory with Star Wars, you kind of start to cheapen it. Yes I think. And no, because the reason no, you expand it. I yeah, think. like yeah. I love the reason I love Star Wars isn't so much the original films. Weirdly, like I love Star Wars because of Kotor and Kotor Two. Like that's where I really began to get my enjoyment from the Star Wars universe. And even though they were including Jedi stuff, but it was you know set several thousands of years before the the, the um, original films. And you were able to tell these new kind of cool, interesting things. And I, I would love to there to be a film about a young smuggler on some fucking city or town or planet that we've never really heard of before, but we know it sort of takes place in this universe where these other things happen. Same thing with X-Men. Like, just because, yeah, Wolverine was over in Japan in this sort of era over here, like, I would love for them to tell a story of, like, a coming-of-age story about a couple of mutant teenagers being in Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. And Xavier might be there, he might not be there. Wolverine could be a teacher there, he might not be there. Uh, and just because you know, setting the same sort of thing, but I want to get. I want to get the same, the same actress. Though, that doesn't. But I might not. It might be like, I wanted to pitch this after X three, but I really love the performances of Wolverine or Hugh Jackman, and I'm going to pronounce her name wrong, but for Mackie Famke 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 Jensen Famk. Femk. Femk. Um, Femk. Like, I love the performance of them, and I believe Jean Grey and, and Logan really add to my story that I'm writing about, say, you know, this particular, you know, Kitty Pride, who they're just sort of starting off, but it's like, oh, but Alan Page is Kitty Pride. Like, no, 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 I want this to be almost like a prep school over here. Alan and Page so, is an awful Kitty Pride. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Or yeah. it's like, if she was an awful Kitty Pride, fuck, I'll cast someone else. What's Kitty Pride meant to be like? Uh, awesome. Not Alan Page. I don't know. Curious, smart, and a, a little bit uh, uh, naive. Was Was. Alan Page is just read a. Com- you have to read a comic, Gabe. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's going to be difficult for is you. Is it going to be Walking read, Dead? Cause... No, no, no. Read, uh, read Astonishing X Men by oh, Josh right, Whedon, actually, and then you'll be like, really "Oh, Kitty Pride's fucking awesome." Even though, even the early stuff when she just gets in- introduced, yeah, um, with again Claremont re- um, writing it all, yeah. and I think doesn't Claremont he writes the bit with Xavier goes to Kitty Pride's parents and he's like, "Boop boop boop, fucking, <laughs> she's coming to school no matter what you say." It's very good. It's very good. But she's great because in the comic, she's the first one to be like, call Xavier up on his bullshit. Like, yeah. There's that yeah. beautiful comic cover which is like, Charles Xavier's a jerk, and she's just pointing at the um at the sort of out from wasn't the cover. Xavier like trying to fuck like fifteen year old Jean Grey like that, way again, back when? No, that was someone else's interpretation <laughs> of of wait, definitely in. <laughs> hang on. Let me, let me just enter my mind palace of X-Men. Correct. That was due to Onslaught. Um, so there oh, was this... Bloody on, there was Onslaught a, made him do it. No, X-Men no, 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 no. Yeah. Did you say you've got an X-Men mind palace? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it was to do with Onslaught. Uh, it was um, Onslaught before he became revealed. This was Charles Xavier. This entity called Onslaught, calling himself Onslaught, uh, picked up Jean Grey from a fucking... Uh, change room in a mall where she's reading like people's minds and someone's being like, man, I want her to walk on me with high heels. Why I remember that? I don't know. Mind palace. Um, and Onslaught's just fucking taking Jean Grey to Xavier. Xavier's just sitting there in his, in his chair just like doing his own stuff and Onslaught grabs Jean Grey in the astral plane and being like, let's show you some of the fucked up shit that Xavier's done in his past and just takes you through like a, a magical journey of Xavier's past. And one of them is... Just impure thoughts he might have had about Jean Grey. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> and I think it's also implied it's heavily. A father figure. Mm, it's, it's also heavily implied <laughs> in the Ultimate X Men universe from memory, but I might, I might be wrong with that in that regards. But yeah, there is that kind of horribleness. But no, Kitty Pride is great. So if I want to make this film where I'm like I'm following a young Kitty Pride, and there's this, this preppy school where it's full of mutants that is basically a preppy school, but there's no fucking Sentinels, there's no big thing. It's just it's just a coming of age story. I want to tell that story because like. You know, mutants really lend themselves to teens and finding out who you are and being true to yourself, which are all these beautiful themes that you can have in a coming-of-age story. And you can't tell that in this current landscape with X-Men films because everyone's like, no, I want a superhero film. No, I want to see fucking Hugh Jackman pop his claws in tight leather and fuck up a robot. And it's like, yeah, that'll make money, but I love the idea of of being able to tell a story in this particular universe. But do you think it's still instead of the continuity with the current films? I, I would say it wouldn't need to be. But I think if they made, if they made if it, they made sure, it as a you film, could. I think they would have to, right? Wouldn't they? Like, and that's the thing. Like, I would say... If you're at the mansion, like the yeah. school, you've got to have the characters that are in the films. You, yeah, you do. It's... and But the thing is, like, you might, but at the same time, if, if you're writing this scene and it's like, oh, but well, that kind of contradicts the continuity, then you kind of got to do some fucking... But I mean, like, what Back you're, but what you're talking about, Zamet, though, basically <laughs> mm. is like the Star Wars anthology series, mm. where it's like, I mean, and I love the idea of that because it's like, we're just going to tell standalone stories set in Star Wars universe. They're part of the continuity. Mm. They're not going to contradict anything. They're just, you know, I had this really weird thought the other day where I realized that like the way you think about the X-Men universe must be the way I think about the Hannibal universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because actually. I was watching The Science of the Lambs the other day because <laughs> I just love it. As you and do. I was watching it and it kind of got the end of it. And I was sitting there thinking, man... I'd love to write a TV show about, like, set between Silence and Hannibal, mm. about, like, Clarice and Jack Crawford solving crimes. And then I was like, hang on. That'd be the most boring thing in the world to anyone who's not me. Mm. Because anybody else would be like, where's Hannibal Lecter in this? Who cares about those characters? Whereas <laughs> to me, it'd be like, it's just more in the world. It's more of these characters. Sign me up. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. See, and I don't know. Like, I look at, like, the anthology series. And then that's why the that recent kind of announcement they wanted to cast young Han Solo so that he could a- allegedly appear in Rogue One. Uh, yeah. That so shat me up the wall. I was like, you are not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You don't need to seed one character in one film to pay him off in something else. The beauty of this is that these are, and I'm going to put incredibly heavy emphasis on this, stands alone films. Yeah. But in saying that, Rogue One, is it Rogue One? Is it yeah. Called? Rogue One is telling the story of like an event that happens in Star Wars, so it is connected, so it's not outside but the why realms. Why put Han Solo in there? Why? Because why? they can, because they're like, he was around at the time, let's just do it. No it, one gave okay, I can do you straight away. <laughs> yeah. Mate, I don't support it, I think it's fucking <laughs> stupid. I think it's going to be contrived, no matter what. Oh, it's yeah. going to be contrived. Um, and, and that's, them, them doing a new, like a reboot film, I'm not even excited for a young Han Solo film. No, no because not at all. Had you seen the fucking shortlist at the time of recording? Um, Dave Franco. No, I'm no, I'm back on board. No, I don't. I, don't, I just don't want a Han Solo. Dave Franco. Film. I, look, I, don't I don't want a Han Solo. Film. I, I, yeah, I don't want a Han Solo film. You like, 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 do it. Do it. Like, do a film in the Star Wars universe and just do someone. Make a new character. Yeah, and no. this is the problem. Make an Obi Wan Kenobi film. All that written by Gabe. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, apparently though, mm-hmm. the rumor I heard recently is that they are making an Obi Wan Kenobi film, but they're actually making a trilogy. A, an Obi Wan trilogy. Obi Wan films Why? set after. <laughs> You with you and McGregor? Set with you and McGregor <coughs> in between. Hmm. And because the thing was, what was funny, I saw a thing like, I think it was on Reddit, yeah. and it was like, it, look, it could have been fake. It was mm. like allegedly like a leaked picture from like a presentation at Disney 
um, about like the upcoming Star Wars films. And so it was like, uh, it was all these logos. You know how like when Marvel mm. does their announcements, yeah. they kind of show all the logos. It was very yeah. similar to that, but obviously it wasn't public or we know about it. And it sort of showed like uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Then it was episode eight, which was just a logo saying episode eight. And then it was Solo, a Star Wars story. And then it was a film called Kenobi, Balance of the Force. But it wasn't Kenobi, a Star Wars story. And at first I was like, that's a bit funny. Then a couple of days later, I heard that the rumor was that Ewan McGregor's mm. taken meetings at Disney to apparently be doing a whole trilogy of Kenobi films. Sick. Which, I mean, sign me up for because Ewan yeah. McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, <laughs> he was good. Yeah, he's if the they best thing right. about prequels. Sure. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. To me, again, it comes back to like we're doing a rogue, rogue, rogue squad. Rogue, 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 rogue one. one. Rogue, rogue one. one. It's just... Like, yeah, it's tying it in, but they also have to be beholden to continuity. And then you're sort of doing this sort of, again, these little backflips to include, like, Han Solo. And this comes the problem of being, like, again, Sean, you're saying new characters. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. We just don't have new fucking characters. And this is a problem within not just Star Wars universe, but it's also the problem in, like, comic book universes and, like, Marvel and DC. It's like, yeah, we've had Batman, we have Robin, and we have Wonder Woman, we have Superman. It's like... Okay, cool. We've got Captain America, we've got Spider-Man. And I guess because these people are iconic and Spider-Man is like the most well-known superhero there. And of course, doing a Spider-Man film is going to print you money. Yeah. And I guess that's the kind of like, you know, the, the bare truth of it all. It's all fucking about the dollar. But oh, of course it is. It kind of sucks that we are beholden to this. We can't have these arcs. I love, I love the ultimate Spider-Man because you kill him off. And you have this new bugalug coming along doing some things. And that's rad. But see, to me, like the whole, the whole lack of continuity thing, to me... I think why, why it annoys me, actually, more than anything else. And this, but actually, no, this just occurred to me, so I could be totally wrong and talking out of my ass, but I think the reason maybe it, like, feels like such a thorn in my foot to me is because it's a little bit like the curtain's been pulled back and it shows just how cynical the people making these films are because, you know, mm. they talk about, oh, yeah, we're making this for the fans, we're throwing in things that fans want. Yeah, but they're not. But they're not paying any <laughs> attention to it. Like, that's, that's, I think that's why Marvel is so refreshing because Marvel seem to kind of give a shit about what they're doing yeah. and seem to sort of be making things where they pay attention and they reward your attention and they yeah. and, and, that's and why they also kind of do pay attention to the climate because you know Age of Ultron and Ant-Man say what you will the feedback a lot of that feedback was negative yeah. and a lot of the people were being like ooh yeah. and I think Marvel are smart enough to be like oh okay cool let's work out why they do seem to take it on board yeah I mean, yeah. they, the I, Iron Man two wasn't received very well. Iron Man three was like I, you'd call it a return to form, I suppose. A lot Some of people, people liked it. I fucking hate it. Some people, it's really divisive, it. isn't it? Oh, I, was I like, loved it. I, it's I'm one of my favorite Marvel favorite. films. Yes, yeah, same. Like I fucking loved Iron Man three. Like oh my god. Where do you stand on Iron Man three, Sean? Uh, well, I saw it in the cinema and fucking loved it. Shane Black doing superhero. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I've rewatched it since and don't love it as much, but it's still like I, I like it. It's a good movie. And it's like it's laugh out loud funny too. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. like it's, it's, but again, Shane Black. Oh, Shane Black me, Shane is just Black. incredible. What's he doing next? I don't even know. Uh, the Nice Guys, the Russell yeah. Crowe and Ryan oh, Gosling. Film. The trailer looks great. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does actually. It looks really good. I'm excited for yeah. it. So I, I guess does continuity matter? I would argue it. It, it shouldn't. Like at, at some point, you got to be like, are we doing this to continue? And so, so stuff where it is like we're actually telling a story, like a saga, like Star Wars. Yeah, continuity should matter. In but if we're it- telling interesting unique stories that are just taking place in this world no like don't uh, don't not tell a story because it doesn't fit in with this continuity if i want to tell a fucking if i want to tell a goddamn 1840s story 
like with Wolverine and Charles Xavier, fuck it, let me. If I want to tell, um, like that, like sixteen oh two, right, which is what like Neil Gaiman penned, which is like reimagining of. Uh, all the Marvel characters in 1602. But there's a big difference if you're owning it. Like, I mean, like yeah. it's like the Sherlock special before it just appeared up its own ass. Where it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, fuck continuity. We're just telling Sandlone adventure until, until we're not. I just think continuity like, needs, like, should matter, but it doesn't because the studios just want to make money and they don't really give a fuck. Well, like, yes, it also depends with on the franchise stuff. and the yeah. medium. Though. Like, in comics, I get it. Yeah. In mm. film, I don't think there's really any excuse. And plus, there's little bits and pieces of what kind of continuity matters if someone comes and be like, comes up to you and is like i am not your father and then in two episodes like in two movies like oh no that person is that person's father like okay fair enough yeah. but if it's something like a side character who appears on a tv screen who's talking about mutant rights and then in a couple of movies later he's young and blue and furry that shouldn't matter yeah because at that moment in time when they were making x-men 1 they didn't know that they were going to potentially have the budget, potentially have a person who might fit that role, have the special effects and makeup. Because you remember when, when they, those films were first made, special effects and makeup were shit. Look at Sabretooth then and look at Sabretooth now. Like, look at the difference. What's the most yeah. recent Sabretooth? He, he was a wrestler um, and then he was a really good actor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, actually, I think one of the best things about Origins Wolverine. Yes. Was yeah. Lee Schreiber. Lee Schreiber. Uh, and so you look at the way they did the makeup for Sabretooth then with these gross fucking long eyebrows yeah. and just like never just didn't give him a, a, a sentence to say. Uh, same thing with Toad. Like you kind of have a, a bit green. A bit green. Park, and, wasn't it? Toad? Yeah. A bit green. Dark his hole, gums yeah. were gross. Yeah. And so you kind of look at that in terms of technical ability as well. So when they were sort of first creating these films, they didn't have that technology to, to maybe pull it off. And so, again, I would say I'm, I'm more forgiving if it's these little almost faux pas, these almost like oopsie daisies. All right, so we might have said that we might have put this in here as an Easter egg to the fan and, hey, we're going to do it over here it's instead, so whatever. And then, of course, there's like little Easter eggs that just don't end up paying off, like Kurt Connors in the, in the, in the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, who was just yeah. hinted as being a lizard, and then like, ah, oh, fuck about you, that guy, that poor guy. Same thing with again on the Star Wars, uh, uh, Billy D. Williams in, in in Burton's Batman, being yeah. like he's going to be the next Two Face, and it just doesn't pay off. And like, there's a little bit to me that's like disappointing that that didn't happen. But at the same time, it's like, oh, but well, then we got you know Tommy Lee Jones' performance, which was say what you will, outstanding is the correct answer. So I guess to an extent, continuing matters. And if you have a clever way of doing things, so that fits in with the current standing of, of Star where Wars. it is. Uh, not Star Wars, Star Trek. Star Trek mm. did a really... I, th- I think that was clever. Yeah. Like the Star Trek 1, amazing. Star Trek 2, oof. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what Terminator Genesis was trying to do and then fucked up on every level. And, and that's a thing. And it's sort of... I understand this idea of owning your mistakes. Uh, in a franchise like Terminator Genesis, where it was like, fuck, man, we include time travel in our films... We can own our mistakes and fix them in film. Fuck, who? why not? Let's do that. Mm. Whereas stuff like X-Men Days of Future Past, even though they are using time travel, it is a bit more convoluted simply because time travel wasn't a big part of it to begin with. And also I think because X3 fucked it up so much, like so much, it, it killed off Jean Grey, it really killed off a lot of other characters, and it was really did so much damage to that particular series that they kind of had to be like, no, we need to distance ourselves dramatically here. And I think Daya First Class was even 
set up to be not part of that continuity. From memory, they first started to being like, nah, this is just its own thing. Yeah, I think that was the plan. It was going to be like a complete reboot. Yeah. And then, I don't know what happened. Hugh Jackman was available for a day and they're like, let's get him in. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because in that universe, even though it's a different place, Wolverine's still going to look like Wolverine. Same with Old Mystique, it's still going to look like Old Mystique no matter what universe you're in sort of thing. And that sort of made sense. But then it kind of Brian Singer came back and it's like, fuck it. Why not do this sweet fucking amazing film that was... The Wolverine, which... No, not that one. No, I'm just like, I'm thinking out loud, but I'm like, yeah, do the sweet amazing film, but then it's Mm. like, Sort of ties the two continuities together, but not not really. But I don't know what they did with Wolverine, and I don't know why why that they dropped the ball. Even Hugh Jackman's been like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, he's, he's done it twice now, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, just do something better. Up or come on, out. mate. You're ship a good, out, you're a good Wolverine, but you come Rusty on. To play Wolverine. Rusty's primed and ready for it. <laughs> Rusty, have you seen Rusty lately? He's not looking well. Make him he's got a big old face. Rusty, Logan, Rusty. Logan, Logan gone to seed. Like it'll be fine. <laughs> nah, see it. Uh, Guys, um, I'm still pretty big on Mel Gibson doing it. So. Like, have <laughs> you read the Mel like Gibson. Paradise X or um, those no. comics where it's like set in the far future? Is he older? He's Wolverine's older. Yeah. Got a beer gut. Yeah. He's gross. And, he's, Crow. and he thinks that he's in like married Jean Grey, but it's not. It's Madeline Pryor. Oh, it's great. Russell Wolverine's Crow. just a sad piece of shit. And yeah, yeah Russell Crowe would do a good one. <laughs> sad piece of shit. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. mate. <laughs> what was that movie he was in it's where he was that. the um, like he was a journalist and it was his oh ben state Affleck. of play? Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's him. That's, that's Wolverine. Oh, that was a good film. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts on continuing. Oh, like I think ultimately it's one of those things where it's like there's probably because it's it's so different depending on franchise, depending on circumstance, depending on all of that. Like I think it's one of those things where there's probably no correct answer. It's probably quite different here mm. and there, but it's still worth discussing. I think it's oh, of course. To have. I, I think maybe particularly with certain things. I think here's here's the question: If something goes back on its continuity, does it make it a bad film? No. No, no, no. That's and that's, and not that's, the and that's yeah. sort of what we got to. I, I would look argue a reason why it doesn't really matter. But it's the reason, gotta, like, but that's where it gets tricky because mm. it's got to be good. Because but the reason you, why you Genesis, Days of Future Past, not a Genesis. Yeah, and the reason why Genesis, we were able to be like this contradicts everything, is because it was standalone, a terrible film. Mm. Whereas Days of Future Past was like standalone, a great fucking film that. We only really were noticing the the problems of continuity, and when you really nitpicked and really delved into it. Whereas for Genesis, you were doing it in the cinema. Yeah, I think it's necessary because you can't be you don't want to be a franchise that's shackled to previous shitty films. So if you have to break mm. continuity in order to tell a good story, then you just have to do it. I think then continuity. What if, what if you don't tell a good story and you just? Yeah, no. Well, that's when it's fucked and stupid, and you think that's when you rip your hair out. And you're like, oh my god, continuity. <laughs> what the up. hell? But yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's why there's probably no right answer, is there? There is no right answer. There is no right answer. <laughs> and on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Sean. I've been Gabe. And if you guys have your own thoughts and opinions about continuity and does it actually matter or not. Yeah, let us know. Either um, just uh, email us in, sanspansradio at gmail.com. Tweet us at sanspansradio, our own personal ones. I'm at goddammitzamit. I'm at gobergboza. And I'm at sidekick of Dowie. Hmm, love to hear your thoughts.
If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com.